Anything I got is not a rental. I own it. All right. Remember the Alamo, March 6, 1836. Welcome in to Texas Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Go Hour, presented by the Warehouse at CC Creations. Look, we got a lot of stuff to get into. A baseball game that ended like 15 minutes ago, I feel like. Um, yeah, I was awake for it because it lasted so long. Just kidding. It is uh, time to bring on Olin Buchanan here, our Heisman Trophy voter. Basketball, baseball, football, you name it, all over it. Good morning, OB. It is a good morning. What a great weekend for A&M sports. Friday was a little like, oh, no. And then they fixed baseball fixed things. Basketball absolutely <laughs> put us in a great mood. Good place to be. Some combine results turned out to be okay. Yeah, um, yeah it's a good, good time to be an Aggie. I think uh, it always is. Softball, I think. Had a no-hitter over the weekend. Yeah, had they a lost no-hitter. to Baylor yesterday, I believe, 2-1. Yeah, uh, but overall, you know, sound weak. Uh, not sure what tennis did. I'm sure Kate Nagley will tell us later, but uh, uh, seems like good news. But uh, yeah, of course, for me, it all started with basketball. What a what a freaking game! What a clutch performance! You know, I know we're going to talk a lot about this, but I just want to say this: that game, especially the last four minutes, encapsulated everything that has made A and M successful this year. Yeah. You know, 13 of 13 at the free throw line in the last three and a half minutes. Wade Taylor scoring big. Boots Radford scoring big. Dexter Dennis having a big impact and especially on both ends of the floor. And then role players coming in and making huge – you know, maybe they didn't have huge statistical games, but making huge plays that made a difference, like uh, Solomon Washington and Anderson Garcia. I mean, that last four minutes was everything – that has made this team so successful. Great defense. Well, let's talk about the defense. Alabama usually scores 83, 83 points a game. What do they finish with, Obi? Well, they finished with 61, and to get that, they got a nothing dunk at the uh, – It's so stupid. You know, and, and, and had they not gotten that nothing dunk, which means absolutely – I think everybody at A&M just quit playing. They won the game. They're already celebrating it as well as they should have been. Um, it would have tied for their lowest uh, scoring output – of, of the, the season. Yep. Uh, outstanding defensive effort. Two and, of 19 from the three. That's the, called defense, setting up the, some bad shots. Was that in just in the first half? Or oh, was that for the game? I thought it was for the game. I don't know. Let's see. Bama's 11th and threes in the country. Uh, I believe they were two of 19, but I, I might be wrong there. Uh, regardless, for, they shot. No, for overall, they were seven of 35. Seven of 35. Okay, so two of 19 was the first half part. Yeah, yeah. but over, that's still 19.4%. <laughs> you know, and yeah, some of those were shots that, you know, they just missed, but a lot of them were, you know, I, I think A&M was up in their head. They were up in their head, and you could tell that Bama wanted this game. This wasn't but, like they... Yeah, they didn't mail it in. No. Yeah, was, and A&M absolutely didn't mail it in. We've been talking about getting a Wade Boots game together, like like an ep, and basically it took those guys having that kind of game with a strong defense um, for them to get it done because they were out rebounded. They, um, but when Wade and, and Boots can give you forty nine combined points, <laughs> and your bench gave you what two? Is that right? Uh, I don't have that with me. It was right. one, I believe. One, okay, Andy had one. one point. It was uh, from um, Anderson Garcia. He he missed the one free throw they missed, but you know what? He more than uh, he made, up, made for up for it. 
Now he is. Uh, it, look, just overall, they, which makes those losses to Auburn, to South Carolina, what's the other, or Arkansas by, by Bama, so hard to 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 swallow because A and M right now could be your SEC co champion. Co champs. Right? Well, of course you could always come back and say, hey, hold, hold on to your nine point lead against Mississippi State. Right. You know, it is what it is. Um, what they did was they improved their NCAA tournament record uh, resume, and that's even more important. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you would have loved to have had a championship. And, yeah, you would have loved for Auburn to hold on to the 17-point lead or South Carolina. What if what if they had lost all three of those games to South Carolina, Arkansas, and, and uh, um, Auburn? But the, I think what, that – which was very possible. Maybe it makes that win though even more sweet because it it's had a similar recipe for Alabama. Get down by double digits and do what you do. Come back and make the game-winning plays at the end. Who made the game-winning plays at the end? It was the Texas A&M Aggies. That's Wade right. Taylor in particular. What a freaking explosion this guy has been. He's always been good, but he is in the last month or so two months has just raised his game to elite level. Yep. If his guy's not a first, even if they, they, they're not going to do, they'll probably have eight first teamers on all SEC, which should be announced uh, this week. But if they only had five, like the way it should be, right? he would, you cannot argue, you cannot make an argument now against Wade Taylor not being one of the five best players in the SEC. You can't. Absolutely. You're right. That doesn't mean that, again, that the way SEC votes, that that would be, uh, you know that that he would get that acknowledgement, but any sane, rational, unbiased person, you can say, "Well, you're biased. From, uh, you cover Texas A&M. You're wearing an A&M shirt, okay? Any sane, unbiased person, take me out of it. Can't look at that and say that guy's not one of the five best players in the SEC. Well, and hell, I'm not sure he's not the best one. I I uh, <laughs> I, I base because you know we get we use earlier before the show television, but I, we get so tunnel vision in in covering A and M sports that I forget how like the casual fan thinks. And then um, the twins were watching one of the games with me. I forget what. And they're like, dad, he's probably a junior, right? I go, no, he's a sophomore. And they go, oh, he'll be back next year. I go, oh yeah, he'll be back. And he's not the only one that's coming back. Like this, this is a team that is built for a couple years of success. Well, well as a matter to that, to that point, as you know, boots, it, it was, um, it was uh, senior day. Right. And they had two guys that they honored. And one, one was a manager. And the only other one was uh, Dexter. Was, was Dexter Dennis. Yeah. So that tells me, hopefully I'm, I'm interpreted this correctly, that Boots Radford said, you know, I still got, I still got eligibility. I'm going to use it. I hope so. Um, but, and Dexter Dennis, look, I don't know if gutsy is the right word. to It is. But dude is out there balling. He is tough as a rattlesnake, man. He really is. You just uh, everything about that guy. He's been he's been such an amazing find, such an amazing addition. So when we talk to Buzz later on, we'll talk to him around nine forty-five. I am. Uh, I, I want to ask him about Garcia being at the right place at the right right time, but I don't know if that's a fair way. I'd say right spot, right, right time. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I don't know if that's that, that's almost undervaluing what he does. He puts himself in that position often. It's not that he's just lucky. He is. He knows where to put his body, where to p- put chaos or add to the chaos. And for those that somehow missed it, let's set the scene. Yep. A&M's holding a two-point lead with about 30 seconds to go. Misses a shot. So Alabama 
has the ball, rebounds. You're thinking, okay, they're going to go down to try to either tie or take the lead with a three-pointer. And uh, I can't remember. I think it was Sears was trying to pass over to uh, uh, Griffin from um, from uh, Alabama. Yep. And uh, right after Sears got the rebound, so now he's I'm not going to call an outlet pass, but he's passing the ball off. And Anderson Garcia anticipated the pass, jumped in, steals the pass, gets it over to Wade Taylor. Another heady move. Yep. Get it out of my hands. Get it to Wade Taylor. Wade gets fouled. As we know, Wade at the free throw line is the equivalent of a breakaway dunk. So he hits both free throws. Game's under control. Game's under control. By the way, I want to go back to a play at the end that I thought could have cost A&M the game. Um, and maybe I have maroon goggles when I'm saying this, but do you remember the play where the shot clock violation, like it was, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds left, 40 seconds left, maybe it was a minute left, I forget, but it was towards the end of the game, and the ball goes out of bounds, and it I feel like the player, maybe it was Julius, maybe it was Henry, was fouled, the ball goes out of bounds, and then they say, when they review it, they're like, there's zero on the shot clock, Alabama gets the ball. I thought, yes. it, I thought it went out on Alabama. And it should have been a new possession. Apparently, it didn't hit the, the the rim though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was about a minute to go. Um, and I think event, originally they gave it to A and M. They did. Yeah. And then they like they've done all year. I don't know how many. Let's go review this for a little bit. I, yeah. How many video reviews has A and M sat through, and how many of them have actually gone A and M's way when they're that close, right? Um, and and at that time, um, the score was uh, sixty-one to fifty-seven. They got a layup to cut it to two, 61-59, and that's when Wade, one of the few misses, he missed the three-point shot. Yep. That's when they got the rebound. The rebound. And that's when Anderson got, to, Anderson got the steal. Well, it, it, look, it's there's a lot we'll digest about this game, and we do got to talk about the uh, marathon of a baseball game last night. Uh, programming update, it looks like Schloss is going to now join us at the end of the show. Um, so we'll, we'll reshuffle uh, the schedule a little bit. We'll have Buzz on the show at 9.45. OB with me, obviously. Uh, we'll get to your text messages on the AMB text line, 979-693-1150. AMB, a college station branch of the Amarillo National Bank. Good Texas Banking, the website, amb.com. Let's go behind the glass, talk to Nick Savage. Nick, good morning, sir. Howdy, good morning, y'all. What's up? I didn't get to, unfortunately, watch the basketball game on Saturday. I listened to the whole thing on the way. Well, I take that back. I got to see the final minute, I guess, the, the best thing to watch. I got to see him take the win. What a huge win for this team. It's been such a fun season, and uh, who knows where they're going to go from here. But as for the baseball game yesterday, my goodness, what a marathon. MVPs of that game, Evan Aschenbeck going four and two-thirds innings pitch, eight strikeouts, no runs, no hits, no walks. I don't even – I don't know if he allowed a base runner. I can't remember, but that's all in extra innings. That's pretty ridiculous. And Will Johnston, too, going two and two-thirds. He pitched with so much traffic, uh, had you know the winning run on third at one point and didn't allow um, any runs home, so – what a fun game last night, and my goodness, what Nick, a fun weekend. If I'm right, I believe there was an eight-inning stretch where A&M didn't get a hit, right? Yeah, so they almost some, went a whole nine innings without a like hit. Something like that. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, so there was – Kay made me aware that people were doing the rally 
Well, how did you phrase it, Kate? We were all trying. Well, you know, we were just getting rally desperate picks. at that point. No. So we were doing Rally Olins. We were doing, like, Rally Nunos. Oh, yeah. The, oh. If you if you have a chance to go look at that board, I would do it because it's we – were, we were taking every measure to try to uh, make sure the Aggies won that game. Well, the, I guess the joke was that you can't rally Nuno right now because he's been asleep for four hours. Uh-huh. Somebody we posted. We said eight hours. Eight hours. Is that a Richard Zane special? Maybe. Uh, well, who, who did they – who was the rally? I don't know. I don't know who the, was the who won the final rally because there was so many of them. I saw today. I was going this morning because I didn't stay up. Right, and I saw at one point they were crediting Nancy Pelosi for a rally. Oh wow! <laughs> so much, which I would say it's about time she did something positive. But anyway, <laughs> anywho, Kate Nagley at the News and Social Center. You've got other sports to update us on. I do have other sports. So softball went two and two this weekend at the Ode to Joy Invitational. Um, Emily Kennedy tossed a no-hitter to defeat number 19 Baylor on Saturday, um, and the Ags also beat Sam Houston 4-0 on Sunday. Uh, some women's tennis, they secured a 4-1 victory over number 38 South Carolina um, on Sunday. The Aggies will return home for a four-match stretch opened by Arkansas on Friday at the Mitchell Tennis Center. And then the question... <laughs> I was going to say I was waiting for the sound. Um, also grabbed a win this weekend, <laughs> celebrating Senior Day. They 12 to 8 win over number six, Georgia. Let's go. All right. Thank you very much, Kay. Appreciate that. When we come back, let's do more basketball, shall we? Absolutely. What, what are you thinking? Uh, I was just thinking that I wish she had asked me, Are you going to do the horse sound? I was going to say, Nay. Oh, no. <laughs> Old man jokes and more here on Texags Radio. Right now we're talking about the Association of Former Students. Uh, they've been around since people were using horses to get to, to school, right? Yeah, I mean, even longer maybe. Uh, yeah, 140 years, let's do the math, yeah? Yeah, How about that. People were using horses. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. So, Did we even have cars 140 years ago? I don't think so. I don't think Henry It's a lot Ford of math, would. no. Yeah. Was it the 1930s? Well, 1920. 1920s. But you said 120 years. 140 years. 140 years old. So let's, we're talking about Wait, 1880. We're, yeah, we're talking about like the no. Yellowstone, the prequel. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, no, horses. Horses. Huh. Anyway, we're talking about the Association of Former Students. As I've mentioned, they help out in so many different ways, scholarships, student assistance programs, Silver Taps, Rain Day, Aggie uh, Band, and you've got Muster, Tailgate, Traveling Aggies. That's what the association does. And uh, just for a moment, wonder the why. Well, you know the why. You've been listening to this show forever. They do it for you. They do it for all the Aggies all around the world. The Aggie Network is strong, and, and a big reason of that is because of what the Association of Former Students does. So they've created a, a site for you to kind of see their why, feel their why, and be a part of their why. It is I am thewhy.com, a collection of stories about Aggies, from Aggies, about Aggies, about their time here and their time beyond and how A&M has uh, molded their life. You can upload your story on that website as well. Iamthewhy.com. Again, that's Iamthewhy.com. All right, we're back. Tech Radio presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Roller and Shirt Studio. Go our time. Presented by the warehouse at CC Creations, Olin Buchanan, David Nuno, Kay Nagley at the News and Social Center. Kay, we got some text messages that have come in this morning. Let's uh, try to give a little love to the people of the people. Let's do it. Sean says, please help me understand how those rankings and seedings work. Texas A&M still being looked at as not very good because they lose to Wofford, but teams that lose to Texas A&M who lose to Wofford are still very good. So a couple things about that. OB, look. I've been listening to more of like breakdowns and metrics out there of the why and the quad four losses 
are really the two quad four losses are re- mm-hmm. what really hurt A and M a lot. Uh, I forget the exact stat, but I, I heard and I haven't fact checked this myself, but like Arizona is one of the only teams to make the tournament with two quad four losses in the last ten years. Well, well, I didn't know that. Something to that effect. I forget the exact number, but it, it doesn't happen often. Is I guess what I'm saying. So the fact that they have two quad uh, four losses, but they are getting more love now with the way SEC play has happened. The if you don't lose the Wofford game, we're probably talking about today a three or four seed. Yeah, but you did. Yep, part and, of your resume. And um, and you lost to Murray State, so you, yeah, you have two albatrosses around your neck. But the fact of the matter is that they played so well in conference play that that can't be ignored. Being a twenty-three uh, net ranking is 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 actually really good. Um, I'm not going to complain too much, but I get it. When you see Tennessee, uh, who, by the way, I like Tennessee, but when you see them, uh, with I don't, I don't think they have as many wins as A&M and more losses. They've lost to A&M, but you see them in number three, even though, uh, I, what have they won? Like two games, the last seven, something like that. I mean, they, um, they have a, you know, they're, they're struggling, and now they've lost their starting point guard, but, they, but they've remained the three. You know, that kind of makes you scratch your head. But at this point, I'm not going to complain where A&M is. No. you got a 23. How much higher than, can you hope to be in your net ranking? I don't know. Maybe maybe you can get into the top 20 if you uh, have a, a good run in Nashville. Here, here's the thing. They set themselves up to not be in the tournament. Now they are looked upon as a higher-seeded team in the tournament. They've done everything they can do. Can they enhance it moving forward? Yes, they can. How much can they enhance it? I don't know. If they were to win the SEC tournament, they're not becoming a two-seed. right? I think their ceiling is probably a three-seed. Yeah, I would think if they won the SEC tournament, which means you beat either Auburn or Alabama, I mean Auburn or Arkansas uh, on Friday, which means you probably would have beaten Kentucky on Saturday – and then Bamba probably again. Alabama again. I think if that happened, I would think a three is a possibility, but four is probably more realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and and right now, if they were to lose, God forbid they lose to Auburn or Arkansas on a Friday, I don't think they're any worse than a seven seed, and maybe there's still a six. Maybe still a six, yeah. Um, I don't know what a uh, – I mean, Arkansas is uh, – what are they in the – Net, they're 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 eighteen in the net, and I think Auburn's around twenty nine or thirty. Auburn's actually thirty two. Real hard to beat a team three times, so it's not going to be like a, a, a big difference if you lose to either one of those games, uh, in, in any one of those teams. But uh, so A and M's their net ranking, good or bad, is probably going to be somewhere at the end. Best case scenario, eighteen nineteen. Yeah. Worst case scenario, twenty five. Do you? Uh... Are you ready? Do you? It's not the right way to phrase it. Are you ready to take on non-SEC teams? Because I've, I've, I've kind of like, all right, other than I'd like to, another crack at Kentucky, and I'd like another crack at Mississippi State. And the only way you're taking on Mississippi State is if you make it to the finals and they were to beat a couple teams, including Alabama. But other than taking on those two teams, which are some blemishes that you haven't been able to correct on your SEC schedule, I am ready to take on the field. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think uh, I think – 
the SEC, you could make a strong argument as the second strongest conference in uh, college basketball. If the mm-hmm. Big 12 is by far and away the, the strongest conference, well, you went four and six against them in the Big 12 Challenge, and a couple of those games came right down to the wire, could have gone either way. I'm thinking Auburn and West Virginia and uh, Baylor and Arkansas come to mind right away. So um, you're one of the better teams in the SEC. Sure, I'm, I'm ready to see what they're going to do against somebody else. I what I think is there's going to be teams that are going to come in thinking, oh, yeah, they've done well, but they lost to Wofford. And you know, maybe they'll underestimate A&M. Hey, I'll take any edge I can get. Absolutely. Okay, uh, what else do we have there? Um, Trey and Shiner says, Buss has done an amazing job. He should be considered for National Coach of the Year. He has built a team. Reminds me of the Spurs back in the day when Pop was still a good coach. I don't know about National Coach of the Year because, quite frankly, I haven't paid attention to the rest of the country. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, I mean, a, a little bit, but not enough to be like, this guy's resume. But we have paid attention to the SEC. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, I think there's – I'm getting the feeling there's a groundswell for uh, Gates at Missouri. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if he is named Coach of the Year. Uh, but Buzz Williams certainly, in my mind, should be, and I don't know how you argue against him when – you see what A&M has done this year and to finish second. I mean, they were only picked sixth and they finished second right. despite, you know, the, the, a slow start as they were trying to m- meld all these uh, transfers and freshmen with the returners. You know, I mean, he's done an amazing job. He has done an amazing job. Like, if the Missouri coach were to win, I'd, 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 I'd understand. I would understand Nate Oates, by the way. I disagree, but I'd understand. But to me, it is Buzz Williams – and I don't want to say by a mile, but, but pretty close to a mile because what he did in SEC play, because SEC Coach of the Year, to me, is about what you did in the SEC. There's only one coach who had a better record than Buzz in the SEC, and by the way, our coach beat that coach. Yeah. So, And he was, they were expected to be, what, six in the SEC? They finished second. And there's, let's face it, there's been no controversy surrounding Texas A&M either. Mm-hmm. And controversy, I think, is a mild way of putting it, right? Yeah. So um, I, I think that's something you sh- that should be factored in. No doubt. Okay, any other ones? Not at the moment, no. All right, thank you very much. Let's do this. Let's hit a break. We will come back. I want to do a little combine talk because some of our guys uh, were out uh, performing this weekend, and we will also do some more basketball. I think we can do basketball for hours today, um, and, and baseball too. Right now that we're talking Fargo's Pit Barbecue – Oh, be the carnivore. Actually, you're, I, not a, you, I mean, well, you're a carnivore, but you're, you're a balanced diet carnivore. You'll have the mac and cheese. You'll have the sweet potato. I will. You like the meat. But, yes, I, I'm, I, I like the, the flesh of dead animals. I do. Yeah, yeah that's when that commercial for Wendy's, Where's the Beef, started, you were like, your, your head's always I, popping around, right? I, I knew where the beef was. It yeah. was at Wendy's. Well, now it's at Fargo's. And it's at Fargo's. Yeah. But been, not just beef. No. <laughs> they got the pork. They got the turkey. They got the chicken. They got it all. They got it all. They do got it all. 1701 South Texas Avenue they in Bryant. They got the fish. Fridays? Come on. on. Fridays. Forget about You can get fish other days, but that's the day. That's the special. They run out of their specials quickly. They're not open today, so I'm just getting you really excited, and you can't go. We can go tomorrow, so yeah. start thinking about tomorrow it. Tomorrow you got rib tips. See, of course, OB knows that. Rib tips. Uh, once they're gone... They're gone. Yeah, see, we, we didn't even practice this. It just happens. It's just natural chemistry on the show. 1701 South Texas Avenue in Bryan. Without a doubt, the best barbecue in town. That's her trademark because it's true. Go say hi to Alan Belender or Maurice at Fargo's.
One of the things I love about Olin Buchanan is he is all Aggie. So this morning we're talking A-Chain, and Olin had already done the research. He's like, dude. He actually didn't say dude. I don't think I've ever heard you say dude. 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 Bruh. You ever say bruh? No. I'd say brute dude before I'd say bruh. Okay. Homie? Uh, not since Homie the Clown. Okay. Well, that was good. Yeah. Damon Wayans. All right. Uh, by the way, Texas Radio presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Go Hour presented by the warehouse at CC Creation. So Olin comes here. He's like, hey, um, I forget how we got to the topic, but he's like, A-Chain ran faster than a 4-3-2. He goes, with my unsight unscientific eyes and the use of the internet he ran faster so olin and by the way i should have told nick to get the video of of a chain running maybe we can do that later but you stopped it as he's crossing the 40 yes and what did the clock say as he's crossing the 40 it sets up like 4.0 right now now you know the it's the, a little bit more the, the, yeah. there's clock issues but when he's when he's taking one step by you know you hit the pause button, and they they have the clock, and the clock says four point one six when he's crossed. I mean, he's a step by. He's two and a half steps. I'm looking at it right now. He's two and a half yards past the forty when it, and it's saying four two eight. Uh, now again, it's a clock that has to be adjusted. Yeah, yeah. But this is also the clock that starts. You know, I'm watching from the beginning. You know, it starts at zero, and he boom, and it starts ca- counting, and. I'm not saying he ran a 4-0, but I'm saying if you're I, – I can show you where you stop the uh, – you pause the, the, the video and with the clock, and as, as, he's at the, as he hits the 40, it says like 4.06. Nick, can you pause it right? Blip. There. See? Uh, it probably doesn't work. Our, yeah. our technology doesn't work like that. But I'm just saying, bottom line um, – he is faster fast. than the, what I think the time says. At the end of the day, though, I don't think a 40-yard dash is how you gauge A-chain speed. Well, so much of a 40-yard dash is uh, your start. Right. Right? So uh, I think what I come from that is he's really fast. That's, what, that's, that's, my, that's my expert takeaway. Fastest running back, which we expected, right? Yeah, and I, you know what? I, I have no doubt in my mind he can run faster. Um. So I, you know, the I remember we all remember the kickoff return against Alabama. Oh yeah, and he when he breaks it out to the left and it's, he's in the open field and they're not even at fifty yet. And uh, Jalen Preston's holding the touchdown because yes. everybody knows it. You're not you're not catching. So um, uh, I think he's probably faster can run faster than the four three two. Which by the way, remember when. If you could get under four four, I mean nobody got under four four is considered lightning fast. So if you're getting consistently in fourth low four threes, yeah. you are you are a thunderbolt. And I still think he's faster than that. I do too. When I saw that time, because I didn't see it happen live. When I saw that time, I don't want to say I was disappointed. I was like, oh, he's got a little bit faster. And that was his second run, by the way. So, I, I'm looking at. I got it stopped right here. You pr- and there's no way. F- you're, you're Obi, just, why, don't, why don't you walk over to that camera with your laptop? And then just, <laughs> I don't know if it would work, but uh, and, and I've got it stopped, and he's at thirty nine, you know, thirty nine yards, right? Uh-huh. And it, so he's he's about to make the next step. He's less than a yard from the from the line, and it says three point nine eight. I've yeah. got it stopped. Now again, I understand they're going to adjust it, everything, but the the kid's a lightning bolt. He is. He is. I. Uh, 
I'm so pumped for him. Let's talk a little bit about his other numbers and then the rest of the crew out there. Um, he still has the broad jump, the three-cone drill, the 20-yard shuttle, and the bench press to do today. I think it's today. Uh, but his 40-yard dash, 4.32. That's his fastest. His 10-yard split, 1.51. His vertical jump, 33 inches. All right? Um, and NFL says he will eventually be an average starter is what his prospect grade is. Average. If, I mean, if you, don't, if you like touchdowns, special team touchdowns and fast touchdowns, I guess that's average. But uh, he's going to provide a lot of those. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder who says he's an average starter. There, I, I, would, I would be willing to bet on that. Uh, I love this next gentleman we're going to talk about. I don't think he had his best day, Jalen Jones. Um, just a classy kid. He ran a four five seven. Uh, a 10-yard split of 1.48, vertical jump of 38 inches, broad jump of 10-2. A lot of this stuff is just mumbo-jumbo to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it compares to the others in his position. Three-cone drill of 6.88 and 20-yard shuttle 4.3. His bench press of 225, he did it 14 times. That's pretty good for a, for a cornerback. Yeah, um, I wonder if his if his future isn't as like – in the old days, they'd call it a strong safety yep. or uh, like a nickelback. Because unless he increases that speed, I just don't know what teams are going to want to put him out on the, quote, island. DJ Turner was the fastest cornerback at 4.26. Pretty Thank, darn fast. fast. That's pretty darn fast out there. Um, but I wonder where... And I don't know this. I wonder where Jalen Jones' speed ranks among the cornerbacks that ran. Um, let's just see. While you talk for a second, I'll look so, it up for you. Because I would think of four – you said it's a high 4-5? Yep. I would think that most cornerbacks are going to run in the 4-4s four because they have to because they got to keep up with the fastest guys on the field who are cornerback, uh, wide receivers. According to NFL.com, he was third to last. Uh, yeah. 4.63 with Anthony Johnson was last. Brian Branch from Alabama, 4.58. Jalen Jones at 4.57. A lot of these are like a tenth of a right. second from each other. So, I mean – just a uh, hiccup. Just just a little bit of a hiccup out there. Um, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about Antonio Johnson, who I think gets the highest grades when it comes to uh, a potential first round pick. And uh, his forty yard dash four five two. Okay. Ten yard split one point five seven. Vertical jump thirty one inches. Broad jump nine ten. He he did not do the three cone drill, the twenty yard shuttle. His bench press he did two twenty five eight times. That is Antonio Johnson. So maybe he gets needs to get a little stronger, but that that I don't think that's something that's going to uh, hurt him because, uh, quite frankly, you got to as a high school coach once told me you got to look for a job uh, description and and what it takes to do that job. Um, he was in the top ten of the forty yard dash for safeties for the record, so he was in the top ten. Um, but when it comes to the bench press, he was at the bottom. Um, he had eight. the The next one higher was fourteen. Yeah, but like he's, you're not you're not bench pressing defensive linemen, right? You you're you're but making big hits. You would like for him to get a little stronger. So uh, if that's going to make you concerned about tackling, right? But I, I I'm a big believer. Like like this is all cool. The combine's fun. Like it's a fun event. You mm-hmm. get to get you know it's. But I wish, and I don't, you know some teams do do this, but I wish the combine was just a tool. In your bigger process, to me, the biggest thing you can do is the eyeball no, test. I think so, uh, and I think it is just a, a tool. I mean, now I will say this: I read a story once. Uh, there was a receiver 
from USC, and I might have the wrong guy, so if this is the wrong guy, I apologize. Not that he's ever going to hear this, but it was R.J. Soward. And he was first projected as a first-round pick. They went to the combine, and he scored really low on the, the vertical. Yeah. And that was the red flag because they used that to gauge uh, explosive. How explosive are you coming out of a cut to create separation? And because of that, he dropped down. And he ended up having a very nondescript career because he couldn't get open. Yeah. So there is a reason for those for those drills. They do tell you some things. So on the A&B text line, David in the Pacific Northwest earlier did ask, of Friday's preferred opponent, who would you rather have, Arkansas or Auburn? Um, I can make an argument for both. Auburn, you've already beat them twice. Can you beat them a third time? Sure you can. Uh, I, I think it's hard to beat a team three times, but sure. Arkansas, you've split the series. It'd be great to win that series, right? Uh, they're athletic. They're, they're pretty darn good. Um, you, you, you're one loss to them. We know about what went into that loss. So it doesn't matter. You're going to play really good teams in the, on the Friday schedule. Yeah, um, if, I had to, if I had to pick one, I think I'd say Auburn. I think. Even though, man, Wendell Green gave you some trouble. Wendell and, Green gave you some trouble. And Johnny Green, uh, John, John I. Green or John I. whatever his name is, uh, Broom, I think he's a better shot blocker than even the Twins at, at, at uh, Arkansas. So yeah. it really doesn't matter to me. I just want to see a- A&M show up and play the good version of A&M. Yeah. You know, be who they are. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, I do want to ask Buzz about what they're in a tournament setting – like, what are they doing? Like, right now, are they preparing for both Auburn and Arkansas? And are you already thinking ahead to, is it Kentucky Vandy? That it'll probably be. Is that right? Like, how, how, because if you're such a creature of habit, right, and you've got your four-day prep, you've got, I, I know, and I know you adjust things depending on your schedule, but, like, what, what is going on this week where you can allow your bodies to, to heal a little bit and how you get ready for teams and potential teams? Well, it's a good question for him. I would suspect that he's going to say we're just going to, focus on us and because especially the first game uh they, they were mirror opponents mm-hmm. so you've already seen them twice and so you got a pretty good idea and then the next guy yeah, at least you've seen them so i don't know that you have to put as much work into getting ready for them but i'm just speculating i don't know i'd be interested to hear what buzz has to say if you do make it to the saturday game you're going to take on a team that you've only played once, right? Vandy and Kentucky, which is fine. Um, and I and I think, even though Vandy's playing a lot better basketballs of late, I think you that's both of those teams you should and could beat. Um, again, though, the Arkansas Auburn game, just do what you do because. And by the way, they're, they're thinking they're having the same kind of questions, but they have a game to prepare for. And I think it's one thing to play A and M with fresh legs; it's another thing to play the way A and M plays. With not such fresh legs. Well, and and you know that that's one of the the advantages of mm-hmm. of getting in the top four. Now, that said, I watched up close and personal the Aggies win three games in a row last year. Yeah. And now, and the the leg issue didn't seem to be a or didn't seem to be an issue dead legs until the final game uh, when they were obviously. Uh, not the same. I think I just mean more of the way A and M plays. It is going to be forty minutes of grind. Oh, I love the fact that A and M is going to have what almost a week of rest, mm-hmm. and then you're going to play a game, uh, an opponent that quite 
probably will have a very close, intense game to get out of that first game. Because those two teams are pretty evenly matched. You win one game of the tournament, I think you're, you're going to get a five seed at worst. I think. I might be wrong. You might be absolutely right. Because I mean, either way, it's a good win. Like I just said, it's a it's a quad one win either way. Yeah. By the way, um, this weekend got a little warm, didn't it? That's been great. It's awesome. Like, great weather. I think it was like what, mid-80s yesterday for a little bit? Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, by the way, you know what? Okay, you got to do it. Uh, yeah, but it's okay. You, you want to tell me in the no, next no, time? No, no, no. Yeah. All right. But it, it was hot. It which, was. Which means the winter blues are almost behind us. Um, and it's time to get active out there. So you don't want those achy bones to bother you, right? You want to take care of that. You want to be able to enjoy the great weather. Yeah, we'll have some cold days, but you can go have fun out there. you got to do something about it so you don't have those achy bones out there. You don't have to do steroids. Don't do that, all right? Um, you don't need the, the surgery chatter. A lot of you just need to get some quick relief, and there's a great way to do that, and that's through QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine it's an awesome approach that's going to take uh, some healing properties from your own body and they put them directly into your achy joints so those achy joints that are hurting they're going to you're going to find the good parts of your body boop, put it right back in there and you're going to be awesome it's uh something that uh, has been moving fast for a lot of people in this area and all around the country they want you to be moving again without any pain out there so if it's knee pain shoulder pain hip pain you don't want any downtime. You want to get this done quickly and then get back to life the way you love it. Listen, the old ways of dealing with joint pain are no longer the only ways. So uh, make sure that you go talk to the folks at QC Kinetics, and they'll tell you, yeah, I don't think you need surgery. You just need a little bit of this, and uh, call them up. Learn more about this wildly popular all-natural alternative way to getting lasting relief. No surgery, no drugs. Even ask about using your HSA and FSA funds out there. The call is free. The consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. Call QC Kinetics now. The timing is perfect so you can enjoy the best time of year during the warm months. It is uh, QC Kinetics, 979-452-6000. QC Kinetics, 979-452-6000. That's 979-452-6000. Maybe all I got is this beat-up leather bag. George Strait. As an era. Maybe the best ever. I'm glad we didn't have that conversation with you that we had. <laughs> Kay, were you a part of that? Remind me. We were having, like, we were comparing certain, like, country acts to uh, hip-hop artists who had the bigger career. Were you here for that? I don't know. Dalton was in it. It's Richard not, was in it. It's it was, yeah. I just, like, I wish Ola was in here for this conversation. We're not going to do it on the air. <laughs> we don't want a riot to ensue. Texags Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Go Hour, presented by the warehouse at CC Creations. Okay, we got a bunch of text messages. Let's get to them. But wait, you had a story you I was going to – you don't want to – you do things as a husband that you don't want to do sometimes, right? Yeah. My wife wanted to go to a movie. What would you go see? We saw the c- Cocaine Bear. I thought it was about Sam Hurd. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it turned out it was about a, a, a bear that, like – Does cocaine. That, that did cocaine and – it's a true story. story. Yeah, but uh, I read up on it afterwards, and it's one of those, you know, Hollywood esque. It's very the, the the movie is very. It's kind of a comedy, and yet it's about seeing how many ways the bear can kill people. And then I read up on it; the bear never killed anybody. But the bear actually did. There, there was the bear died of cocaine overdose. And so did it, like a plane crash with cocaine or something? Was it a bunch of like? Yeah, the guys were the drug dealers overloaded the plane. And started throwing bags out over somewhere over some forest in Georgia. Okay, and this bear f- wandered up on it and started eating it and died. And they found the bear and they found his 
the the autopsy of Bear said that the stomach was literally packed oh. with cocaine. Did he really run into people? No, that part. Right. And but the bear was they had him. Well, they took him to a taxidermist, had him stuffed, and the the cocaine bear is actually on display in a mall in Lexington, Kentucky. Now that's what's up. But I thought it was about Sam Hurd, the wide receiver, right. from the Chicago Bears. See, that's why I was thinking cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. But it was who he got in trouble and went to prison. So, uh, no, wasn't about him. I thought it was a sports movie. It wasn't a sports movie. No. Uh, Unless it, your sport is what is hunting and watching people try to catch the cocaine bear, and it doesn't work out for them. Dallas Cowboy and Chicago yes, Bear yes. great Sam Hurd. Yes. Well, great might be a, <laughs> a stretch, but uh, let's go to the news and social center. Kay Nagley. Let's do it. So Tay Agan Taylor says problem with the net loss is to Wofford and to Sever is as witted the same as a win to number two in March. Doesn't make sports sense to me. Sense to me. Also, our conference performance in 2022 got us knocked out of the tourney. Maybe the same will get us a five-ish seed in 2023. Well, see, that's what. And again, we've talked about it. it's a different committee, so who knows how this committee is going to look at it. Yep. But that's what drives me crazy is everybody focuses on uh, the loss to Wofford and I guess to uh, to uh, uh, Murray State in November. And so this is why you keep them down. Well, last year they were 15-2 and two in non-conference, and everybody pointed to what they did at conference as a reason not to put them in. And now it's like, oh, no, no, what you did in conference is fine. But now we got to look. You know, it's the moving goalpost type of thing. Yeah, yeah, look. The bottom line is there's a different feeling going into the tournament, knowing that you're in, than last year going in, needing a miracle to get in, getting almost the entire miracle done, and being left out. I think you're, you're in the discussion of now just style points. How high can we right. get them? And it's, it's a different conversation. Um, we do, do need to spend a little bit more time on baseball. Olin's going to stick around for another segment with us because we've got more text messages going to also open up the phone line at 979-693-1150. How many of you stayed up for the entire baseball game? I want to hear from you. 979-693-1150. You can call us or you can uh, text us on the A&B text line. And also tell us about your weekend experience with Aggie Hoops. Were you at the game? Reed Arena? That place was rocking. You could hear it everywhere. It was awesome. We'll get into that and more here on Ags Radio. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.